0: Good morning, everybody. You're tuned into the Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind. Whew, what a Thursday night football game we saw. But anyway, I'm Justin Carlucci here with Andre Alford. What's up, Boogie? How's it going, man?
1: Uh, it's going pretty good hanging in there. Um, just um, trying to enjoy the rest of the night. Um, hopefully, you know, you get some people some good places and some wins. And, you know, we do get to play some football, but it's so good to catch the ending of the game, man. You
0: know, with the NBA going on and their madness navigate through that whole mess for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. NBA is a mess. So hopefully there's some kind of relevant information by the time <laughs> by the time this gets out there and by roster lock on Friday. Hopefully some of this is still relevant because it's just anyone's guess and players getting ruled out. Like Tyrese Maxey was a pretty late one. It's always a 76er. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> There's so many players in protocol now, Dre, it's, uh, it's tricky. I mean, for me, for the foreseeable future, just, you know, I don't know, next week or two, I don't know. I'm definitely going to watch the volume on my bankroll and maybe stick to some more par- same-game parlays and do some betting on Vandal props and stuff until, you know, until we see some uh, some stability here with the, with the protocols and stuff.
1: I feel you on that. I'm trying to I – should, I should probably be doing the same thing, but I'm trying to chase these qualifier seats so everyone is an opportunity for me to try to get one, so I got to go after them.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get that. Pretty manageable slate. Uh, but you know what? Even these three and four gamers have so much news that it's just chaos. I mean, do we have to talk, talk about Chalk Sengen the last two days? He went from uh, being a world beater to wet in the bed, as Chief would say on Thursday night oh man not good not good on Thursday for chalk Sungun.
1: oh definitely not for sure like I gotta look at the sizes I had too much of him like I I I'm I'm really interested to see how much I had of him because I know he was in a good well I mean it wasn't the greatest spot against the Knicks which I understand but he should have still been able to at least give you, like, 20. Like, he, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to do that at least. So, like, FanDuel, definitely my like my second highest exposed player. If I can only imagine on DK that his, his problem was the same way, too, as well. So, once you have something like that and it gives you the score he gives you, kind of hard to bounce back from for for a night.
0: He's been a point-per-minute machine. So, uh, you know, even if he gets 20 minutes, he's been a baller, but – Hey, once in a while, chalk bus, Thursday was one of those nights. I know you did something special for your followers. So before we dive into Friday Night Slate, you had a little drizzy free roll. Tell everyone
1: about that. Yeah, so like I have a, I have season tickets to the Brooklyn Nets, so I'm not going to be able to make Saturday's game. So I said, you know what, why not just do a free roll for the game and just give get the tickets away kind of last minute, not going to be able to sell them. Um, so I figured why not just do that just to give people an opportunity to to um, you know to catch a game for free and they're and they're pretty good seats too as well. So it's nothing like they're like they're up in the nosebleeds. If you know me, you know I always sit good and, and try to enjoy the game at a nice a nice view. So um, so the winner um, of the contest is Fanduel user uh, Arenas zero. I don't know if it's arenas for real or, or whoever it is, but um, inbox me as soon as you get. Um, whether you listen to this or you get, you see the message, um, just inbox me right away, and we'll get those tickets over to you as quickly as I possibly can. Um, and congratulations on it too, and everyone, and thank you for everyone who did enter. I'll probably be running one um, probably sometime throughout the uh, NBA season again.
0: Yeah, what are your stipulations? Just to to follow you on Twitter, be a follower, and uh, and it's all it's
1: all gravy. Yeah, yeah, just follow me on Twitter. That's all you gotta do, cause, cause that way I can um respond to the message, but it also just helps get everything in, in there, and that way you're paying attention too. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk to Dan a little bit. Uh we might try to see we maybe get like a little bit of a free roll and give away some more tickets possibly to a game over here. Um, and give make away to some of our, of our RG subscribers too.
0: Listen, man, that's a better free roll vip experience than what any of these sites put out 20 man free roll it was first come first serve and you know you have to put up a serious entry fee or or play against at least five times the amount of people for like an experience like that you get the drizzy experience you get you get the brooklyn tickets right at the barclays center and did i see that food was included in the ticket
1: price yeah yeah food is included um because with my tickets, you know, I I make sure I try to get the best deal possible. So food's always included in there for sure. I'll let them put, let the winner know how to step, get that um, squared away for them, um, and they'll be able to enjoy the game. And I have to pay a single dime for anything except for maybe parking if, if they don't live in the city.
0: Yeah, take the train. There's a big hub right there. Definitely look into taking the train if. If you're not familiar, you know I used to intern at the Barclays Center, so I know the 4040 Club's up, and then there's that big restaurant bar, like on the on the bottom floor. Is that I forget what it was, but that's where they do the Nets uh, radio post game show they used to do with Tim Capstraw and uh, and Chris. Um, so that's pretty cool. It smelled like the food was pretty good down there. So definitely follow Drizzy. You know he'll, he'll give you the hookup if if you take down one of his free rolls. Cool promo, man. That's
1: awesome stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Let's dive into this not-so-cool NBA slate because it just seems like there's going to be 10 more surprises by then. The last podcast I recorded with Keith, we were recording at like 11.30 Eastern, and we had guys getting put in protocol while we were recording. It was Some of the Lakers news was dropping. Just can't catch a break. It doesn't matter what time it is. So let's power through this one. And the first game, 7 Eastern, is uh, Miami at Orlando. And uh, outside of just COVID protocols, Miami's been dealing with injuries. Jimmy Butler's been on the men for quite some time. Tyler Hero has a questionable tag. Played 25 minutes against Cleveland on the 13th. Uh, He didn't play on Wednesday. So they have issues for sure. You see a lot of time opening up for Gabe Vincent with Hero out. He is extremely inconsistent. 21 points against Cleveland in 34 minutes, but then he shot the ball 16 times. Had a three-point parade against the, the 76ers and absolutely crushed. So there's – and Duncan Robinson is going to be the same thing. These guys are super scoring dependent, although they're going to get a lot more minutes if Hero's out. But if Hero plays, I'm a lot less interested in Vincent or Duncan Robinson. Kyle Lowry 78 on DK. That's tough to pay for him regardless. He had a real 60% chalk clunker the other day as well um, but at 7k on Fanduel, i'm willing to go back to him probably regardless in this matchup what are your thoughts about miami
1: uh yeah miami um pretty much it's gonna be hard against the team the news is gonna determine a lot of what you want to do i would say for sure um kyle lowry definitely is in play um and gpps for dk but he's probably one of the uh, he's definitely more of a phenomenal play, maybe a core play on Fanduel being um, the standout price of seven of seven K, um, for sure. Tyler Hero, I think, is also very important. If his quad is really, if if his quad is hurting and he ends up being out, then obviously you gotta consider the guys like Gabe Vincent, who's gonna probably have to pay a lot of minutes. Duncan Robinson, someone else I would consider, um too as well. Uh, Max Struess is good for GPPs, um just to get. Just to be different and also if you're running like 150 lineups i would say um but other than that that's that's the main guys I can get to. you you can run some Devin out there but i don't like the matchup um, um going against these bigs um even though it, it will put, give more time on the court so you can use that too but his price is 6k that's a little bit too high for me on FanDuel, duel um, so i might want to go somewhere else with that um, and it's dk price um, Dwayne Devons DK price is only 5k so maybe a little bit more of a better play definitely a better play on DK for sure um, but not going to probably give too much to this team um, tomorrow if if any
0: hey, usually Orlando on the flip side is a team that's typically gross to consider players on but they have a lot of people in question as well Gary Harris was a late scratch on Wednesday and then RJ Hampton started and played a ton of minutes after the game, quote-unquote, locked, by the way. So there was another issue there. RJ Hampton, 3,200 on DK. He's going to pop in a lot of models if Gary Harris doesn't play. Uh, Cole Anthony's questionable. He did play this week, but something to monitor. Because if Cole Anthony does not play, you really got to consider RJ Hampton. Regardless, regardless, Terrence Ross has been hooping. Absolutely hooping. Mega minutes, 4,400 on DK. Usage rates are checking out. Uh, he's a been a benef- a beneficiary of Gary Harris also not playing for uh, multiple reasons, you know freeing up some shots, but more playing time is the is the big ticket there. So uh, Gary Harris does matter to open up some playing time. Mo Bamba didn't play earlier this week either, so that's something else to look at. You know Franz Wag- Wagner's been really good this year. You know his upside is probably capped at like six x. But- pretty high floor for Wagner though this is typically a game I wouldn't target under normal circumstances Jersey like if everyone was healthy I would just probably shy away from it but there's some mild interest here depending on what happens of course
1: yeah definitely and that's a that's gonna be big for it um if if Obama doesn't play then you probably will have interest in this team and so um maybe want to get Wendell Carter because Wendell Carter he he he's obviously a versatile big, but he should be able to get a lot more usage. But definitely, if he's the only guy there, mainly and Cole Anthony does really be out, um, is out as well. To me, he has to play. And then, like you said, the thirty-two hundred, um, uh, R.J. Hampton. That 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 probably would be like the lock of the night. You, there's no way around that because he's going to play the minutes. And he's going to be able to probably just smash that price for sure, um, and his price even on on FanDuel is thirty eight hundred two as well. So. He would be a, a fantastic play over there for sure, um, but that's really it. I, I wouldn't wanna, really want to get to no one else. Terrence Ross is—he's good. He's a great in GPPs for sure because they need obviously somebody out there running minutes, and, and you can play Franz Wagner um, too. But um, I would just only get to this team more so of depending on the news if anything, because Miami's defense is still—they're um, still playing pretty good defense for sure. But anything can happen in any given matchup at any, at any given time.
0: Yeah, so definitely monitor some of that news in that early game, and you'll get it, which is great. So um, you'll be able to shape something together, at least on paper. Let's move on to Boston and Golden State. Steph Curry finally got the three-point record, and just amazing. We're getting old, Dre. I I feel like Steph Curry's not one of the older vets in the league, but here we are already. It's not Davidson in March anymore. So, man, what are your thoughts on Curry, and where do you rate him on your top players of all time, like ballpark it? Ooh. hot takes right here
1: <laughs> uh, that is a real hot take um of all time that's kind of tough like i don't i don't know i would say like he, he he might have to be top 10 if not definitely definitely top 15 um but i know people talk about like generational players and generational talent um I kind of feel like and, and this is my argument when it comes to him and LeBron a little bit, which I actually this is how I take. I never said this with anybody or talked to anybody about, about this, but like Steph Curry and Steph, like the difference between Steph Curry and LeBron is LeBron, I guess, is generational talent, but Steph Curry changed the way basketball was played forever. Like, like that, that's a big thing. Like he ushered in a new generation, a new way of playing. Small ball, passing the ball, and people and ever because when I was growing up, at least the cool thing was to always attack the basket and dunk on somebody, and people would make fun of you if you got dunked on or anything like that. And Nowadays, it's can you shoot the three, and can you just eye somebody? Can you do? Um, can you cross somebody up and just just splash the three in their face? Like, it, and that's what it's all about. So. To me, it's a tough argument. I think LeBron still is probably ranked higher for sure, but Curry, I would say, definitely top ten. Maybe even, maybe even top five. Honestly, if I if I have to really think about it,
0: he's definitely one of the top five most unique players anyone will ever see. So we're definitely. Privileged to be in his era and, and watch him do the things he does, and I'm guessing if Golden State has any games left at the Barclays Center, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna head over there and take the C train to uh, to the Barclays, right? <laughs> oh, I
1: I wish we got like shouts of fandoms. that gave me tickets like, to go see them play. Uh, uh, okay, when, they, when when they did play in the Barclays, oh, so they're they're done the Barclays, yeah, okay, not, well, that's cool. But it was but it was amazing. So, but I'm I definitely well, I'm looking forward to hopefully maybe. Doing a little bit of traveling, you know. I'm like Carmen San Diego, always on the go and always on the road. So I'm gonna, I'll probably end up in the Bay Area since that's like my favorite place in the world, and get to see Clay play as well because um, oh, yeah. he's coming back this week or next week.
0: Looking forward to that for sure. Love, love when the Splash Brothers are in the backcourt. And you know what? I'll let you talk about Golden State. 11-3 on DK is a steep price on this slate. Talk to me about the Warriors on Friday.
1: Yeah, it's a very steep price to pay, but. And this matchup, he and with the way it's set up, with the, as far as the slate as a whole, he might be someone you can definitely use for sure. Uh, depending on how everything else is. stuff like the new shake out, he's definitely a good GPP player, Someone that I want to um, get to for sure in GPPs, um, but it'll just be like the main four suspects right now for me: um, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, someone I have interest in, Andrew Wiggins as well. Um, and Jordan Poole. Uh those are like the main guys I can see myself mainly have an interesting because it was the eight game slate. So but don't want to really get too over the ha- um out of hand and, and play just anybody unless we get news on other p- players being out and um, minutes being ran um a little bit uh different. So but those are those are the main guys. Maybe you can even roster a little bit of auto porter junior. Um, because I know his minutes were up before he um, they took him a rest. Um, against the Knicks, um, his minutes have been around 25, uh, you know, 25, 26 minutes. So, and, and he can obviously have an upside game. And, and um, with the way he does, with the way he plays defense and, and shoots the ball at times. So he's someone that might be in play for tournaments, but more, like I said, more so to stick to the four, four main guys. I want to see if,
0: uh, since you talked about Golden State, I'll look at, a look at Boston, Want to keep up on some beat writer stuff to see if we get any hints that Jalen Brown might play more than thirty minutes. Oh yeah! I'll tell you what, big discrepancy though over there in terms of pricing. Jalen Brown's eighty five on DK, seventy two on Fanduel is squarely in the conversation. Where even with thirty minutes in the pace of this game, I, I'm I, I I would want exposure to Jalen Brown. Are you with me on that train?
1: I mean. On FanDuel, he he played 29 minutes last game. That that's enough for me right there to play him.
0: Right. But on DK, you want to know that Leash is off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you want to know that news on DK for sure because if he's playing 30 to 35 minutes or off the minutes restriction, just lock that man in. Yeah. Well, not lock him in, but don't not literally, but like have a lot of exposure to him for sure. Because he he'll be a phenomenal play. Um, just for the fact that obviously the way he plays. He, the way he does everything on the court, honestly, and it'll be a little bit of a discount off of Jason Tatum. As of now, there are
0: some generous prices. And if you're 150 maxing, I don't mind having some other exposure to some of these guys just because of the pace up spot. But I'm not willing to really prioritize anybody else, you know, barring any other protocol issues or anything. I mean, you know, six o'clock tomorrow, there could be three guys out, and we just don't know. But if everything is status quo, like, I'm kind of good outside of the main the main parts
1: of this one. I feel the same way for the most part. The um, only person I might think about, though, is Jason Tatum. Just because the way he's been shooting the ball lately. Like, the last couple games, the, the, this, like, 62-37 against Phoenix, with the 50, 52, 52, 55, 53, he's just been on a tear lately. So, um, I, I would – I that's the only guy I would probably definitely – maybe prioritize, um, and Jalen Brown, if we find out he's not on a minutes restriction, but but that's pretty much it. Uh, we know Golden State does play good defense, but I, I still can see Jay, Jason Tatum giving him them, giving them a 50 to 60, 50 even to 60 fantasy points um, on a slate like this tonight, possibly.
0: I like Tatum's price a lot. You know, Jalen Brown came back and Tatum didn't care. 37% usage, took 25 shots. 9K flat is, is fine. I don't know if I'm going to play both of them together.
1: Uh, don't do that.
0: Ever. One. But, yeah. But I think I think there's one of them uh, could find success here in this spot for sure. So, I like the Tatum call, and I will see if we get any news on Jalen Brown. Uh, let's see here. Let's go on to the next game. Denver at Atlanta. I don't know what else we need to say about Nicole Jokic. She probably has the highest ceiling every damn slate, every morning grind we record and he probably gives you the highest floor. He's still not 12K on FanDuel. Uh, There's probably going to be value that opens up somewhere, um, especially on DK when you have a utility slot. Uh, Jokic is probably the highest – has the highest ceiling on Friday's slate out of anybody. Giannis is out. We'll get to that later. What can you say about Jokic, Boogie?
1: (laughs) Honestly, I don't know besides just like – I don't wanna like the GPP guy in me tells me to say be lower on him than anyone else, but he can still at any point give you 70, 80 fantasy points. Like I still I'm still amazed that he has 73 with six minutes left to go, but then he got a tech got thrown out the game. That and the game was close. That that still amazes me to like, and that just happened earlier this week. So I will never say not to play Jokic. Just just play him. He's averaging sixty fantasy points per <laughs> game right now. Disgusting. The, yeah. So so he has a uh. he has a high the highest floor to see on the slate. So, um, play him. I I don't know. I wouldn't say play you know, I, I, I would say be at the field if not a little bit over. This is a this is this should be a competitive game. Um, we you know Atlanta does has been playing better defense lately though, but. I still love, love Jokic in the spot and he's going to be pretty much almost the whole offense and he should be able to have a, a fantastic game no matter what. Will Barton is someone you could get to in tournaments. Um I don't want to say Aaron Gordon but Aaron Gordon is a little bit too cheap. He's someone you could get to as well. Um but that that's not there's not many other players I really want to try to roster from the scene. Maybe Monte Morris as well in tournaments but Nothing else I'm really liking besides Jokic just the main piece and everyone else is just a secondary option or or a last spot filling.
0: So Austin Rivers is probable to play Friday, which will most likely knock down Campos Camposo's minutes a bit.
1: Yeah, maybe just him. But I don't. Other than that, I don't think it really matters. I haven't seen Camposo really play much. I mean, I mean, I haven't seen Austin Rivers really play much this year. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I mean, Composo has been good in December. I mean, last three games when, when they're missing rivers, uh, et cetera, you know, 29 minutes, 27 minutes, 30 minutes crushing at 3,900, but I'm a little weary of, of rivers chipping into his time specifically. Uh, but I'm with you. I agree. Barton's pretty much typically in the player pool. Um, other than those guys. I mean, that, that's, I'm, I'm okay with, you know, I'll pass on most of the rest of the crew there, unless there's some protocol news and yet, Trey Trey Young at 10-2 on the other side. Pretty steep price. All things concluded here. Um, Yeah, what are your thoughts on Atlanta? I mean, Bogdanovich has been out. DeAndre Hunter has been out. Cam Reddish back finally. Stringing together a couple of games with 26-plus minutes. 3,500 on DraftKings, so i think reddish is interesting for gpps i don't have a ton of interest in anyone else on atlanta uh as it is right now though i mean john collins sub 7k I'm just not really feeling the denver matchup i mean capella is affordable but i'm not going out of my way for many of these guys but i do find cam reddish pretty interesting
1: yeah um trey young is is a little interesting but the price of 10ks and ten two is just a little bit maybe too steep for me to pay um, I want to get to like more, like you said, more, more so the, like the secondary guys on this team. Um, probably use them as fillers, or uh, in GPPs like Danilo Gallinari, Percy, or Kevin Herter. Um, those are the two guys I would look to get to probably more so than anybody. Um, Cam Reddish, I'm not really a big fan of him. Um, especially with the way, uh, DK scoring is, but on Fanduel at four or five, I can see getting to a little bit more. Um, over there and him not being a bad play. Um, and TLC, he's still been playing. Um, I know his minutes has come down drastically in the last two games to 20 minutes. Um, but if he, if you never know, if he does maybe go back to playing a lot more minutes at 3,800, it's, it's a good price and a good steal to get him at. But other than that, um, just the main pieces to me would be so for me to target would be Kevin Herter and Gallo, um, and maybe a little bit of Cam Reddish for sure.
0: Here's a big one, Milwaukee and New Orleans. Giannis is out. Chris Middleton is probable. But Bobby Portis is also out. So that is something we haven't seen lately. Uh, DiVincenzo was supposed to make his debut Wednesday. He did not. <sighs> Gian- Giannis's brother, Giannis, is also doubtful just for conversation's sake here. So obviously Drew Holiday popped off. Even if Middleton plays, you're taking Portis out of the equation. So I think Holiday is still squarely in play. I'm looking at Middleton on DK specifically. If there are no known restrictions with Middleton, that 6,700 praise tag is just ignorant. (laughs) <laughs> what 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 are you what are you looking at here, Boogie? Ooh. That's cheap.
1: I yeah, like I'm speechless at how cheap the price is.
0: I mean, come on. Like, I mean, we know he hasn't been great, but the situation in the
1: matchup. You have to pl- first of all, I think you have to probably play Drew and Middleton regardless. They they might be locks on the slate, honestly. Um, just because it's a match against New Orleans, um and they they're, they they get all the usage and no Bobby Porter's even there, um, so that's going to make him a little bit tougher. It's going to make it just more usage goes to them. But another guy that I think is sneaky, um, I'm just curious to see how many minutes he's going to get um, tomorrow, um, and especially um, in tournaments, I think he can be sneaky as well. Is the Marcus Cousins. Like he, they, they, they're, they don't have Bobby Portis playing tomorrow. Demarcus Cousins is, is not an injury report. Um, he was probable. Um, and then we got the Nasus is out already too as well. So Cousins is gonna have to play more minutes, as so as well as um uh, Mamu's, Mamu. I'm gonna call Mamu just like um just like means He calls him Mamu. I can't pronounce his last name, but In for effort, man. Yes, but, but he, he and him at 3K, he's going to have to play a lot more minutes, too, as well. So, those are the two guys I think are really interesting in tournaments as far as the bigs-wise. Um, But then, like, obviously you get the shooters around, like Grayson Allen, who's, I think, firmly in play, and, and Pat Connaughton. Those guys are the two other guys that would definitely have a lot of exposure to, for sure. Um, because one of those guys, one of those people I mentioned as far as Connaughton, uh, Allen, maybe even – um. Maybe even uh, Cousins is going to have to step up and and be a, another uh, main uh, third wheel, third scorer for the team. Um, so those are the three options I like a lot. We also saw in the last game that Norora got a lot of minutes. Um, so I can see him possibly playing more too and, and shooting the ball pretty well. And he's 3.3K, so he's another option. Uh, pretty, so pretty much almost a lot of uh, majority of these guys on this team uh, will be guys I want to target for sure, um, but – but especially, like like I said, Middleton and um, Holiday are top priorities for me, though.
0: Yeah, and this is a unique talking point here. Because oftentimes when you have the Middleton and Drew Holiday discussion, which one are you going to play? It's usually a price thing because you typically both of them don't coexist to Crush. Rarely is there a 1K plus difference between both of them. So I think Middleton and Drew both have a path, which still might feel a little uncomfortable, but they could both exceed value together because Middleton is so cheap. It's a great matchup. I hope New Orleans can keep this thing close because they are just bad. But I'll be honest with you, I, I'm I might strongly consider hitting the lock bucket button on Demarcus Cousins. I, I really might do it. Since he signed with the team, he was directly subbing in for Bobby Portis. You know, this guy comes out of nowhere and becomes, like, the center sixth man, pretty much. And we know he's a point-per-minute machine. We've seen him go for 30, 35 fantasy points in 14 to 15 minutes before. I think he should see 20 to 25 minutes, 3,100 on DK. You're not going to find anybody within $1,500 worth of salary with his per dollar upside. And he's so cheap that you can play a lot of these bucks together because – Middleton's price is down boogies cheap I know you mentioned Nawara, and usually I would say no there's no way I'm jamming four bucks in but I think you could because Boogie is so cheap and he's the point per minute guy Middleton doesn't have to do a hell of a lot to crush I mean I don't know if you're going to take down something large field but I think Nawara and and Cousins could coexist and usually I don't like playing like two bigs together on the same team I, I kind of feel like sometimes that negatively correlates but Demarcus Cousins is just such a unique player at that price and this opportunity that I don't know. Would you call me nuts to hit the lock button and just go overweight on the field there? I mean, is it in the cards?
1: I I don't know. Like it might. I want to see. A, I was gonna say look for a starting lineup first, <laughs> just just to make sure. But he is gonna have to play minutes regardless. <laughs> but especially dealing with them. Um, but now we you, you're making me think more about it because I forgot who they're playing. They're playing New Orleans. They're playing Jonas Valanciunas. So you 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 might be right where even even if he plays twenty minutes he can get you thirty to thirty five fantasy points so it might be worth hitting the lock button if, if and he and he could be in play for that because who or, else are they gonna run
0: or he could be super handsy and look at that log and he is just racking up fouls in under twenty minutes three thousand twelve minutes four four thousand four minutes 2, 013, 3 and eighteen four and eleven. So. I mean, I mean, I might be going to the bar early tomorrow night, man. If Cousins picks up four thousand, how do you pick up four thousand four minutes against Houston?
1: Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, that, that wasn't a good day. I I, I <laughs> saw that game. I watched it on, on NBA TV, and I was just like, why, why? 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 But I hope you didn't have to
0: like take a bathroom break, or you would have missed all of Cousins' four minutes in that game that he played. So, uh, I think the the risk is worth the reward that he doesn't you know, foul out in 11 minutes and uh, the upside's massive. So I- I'm FanDuel looking at the pricing, you know, he's 3700 Obviously, you're going to have to make a-, a big decision in roster construction here because, you know, Jokic is going to carry ownership at center all the way up. And then, of course, Boogie's all the way down. So I, I think between those two, it's going to be interesting to see where the rest of the value opens up to see who goes into health and safety protocols and, you know, how stars and scrubs you could really go. But I, uh, you know, cousins is definitely interesting. What do you think about this fans pricing? I'll, I'll, I'll read it off to you real quick. If, if, if you want um, Drew's 82 and Middleton 77. So that I think you're looking at one or the other, maybe I, I I'm less prone to play them together at those price at, at Middleton, basically being a grand more, Probably makes that a little tougher. What's your call there with the Fanduel pricing?
1: Oh, I'm playing them both. Like, like, like to me, like, but this is like how I've always thought about when I, when I, when I play. Like, this is a little bit of a strategy thing. I, I think, personally, because when I always have played when, um, these guys when Giannis is out, whether they have two guys in there or not that are that are good plays, I literally will play. Like, if they have, always have a point guard and Middleton, I always play them both together because. That's where the usage is going mainly. So, it just only makes sense to do that. So, to me, I'm playing them both for sure. Um, and probably majority of my lives, I would say, or a good amount for sure. Um, unless one of them gets rolled out. And like you said, the talking part is then at that point, what do you do with Cousins? It's like, like, I feel like on FanDuel, if you don't go with Cousins at center, you're going for Jokic with those two, then go down and get Noorra. Uh, I think he, because I think that's a good way to maybe bounce off. I know he's 4300 so it costs a little bit more. But that might be a way to just bounce it off a little bit. Um and, and not and not be too bad of a um, of a difference for you guys. because tomorrow can still have a good game. And this might be one of the better games. This is definitely probably one of the better games to target on a slate. Um, I would say definitely top three. Uh, maybe the third one because I like uh, there's a couple other ones I'm looking at that I see right now that I might like a little bit more. But overall, like both sides of this game should be. Competitive and fun, and I would probably, I'm definitely, would want to run this back with with a, a Pelican.
0: Well, Brandon Ingram might be playing the best basketball of his life. And
1: this that's what mo- I want to run it back with <laughs>
0: this month of December. You're going to pay for him though. Finally, eighty eight hundred on Fanduel over there on DK. He is eighty seven, so about the same. But he has been incredible. He's been a scoring machine. He's a guy who is carrying that stigma, scoring dependent, never hits a ceiling, but he's hit 50 often. And Milwaukee's still going to play relatively fast, and you take Giannis off the court, they're not the same team defensively. So are you in on Brandon Ingram?
1: Yeah, definitely. Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart are like my two top guys I would love to target from this team. Just because we know Josh Hart, he's going to play a lot of minutes, and then the rebounding – that he that he that he brings to the table is just so high. So, um, I I like that um aspect of his game too. So, and I can see a lot of turnovers possibly happening in this game with a lot of this some second and third string players. Someone on, on the to run. So definitely those two guys for sure. A little bit of Devontae Graham is not bad too at forty nine hundred on, on Fanduel. That's a that's a that's a steal. Um, and he he had a good game the last game, but he hasn't really been uh. Great all season long, but you never know. He he's we know what he's capable of, and he can always pull out and have a, a monster game at any any given moment. I feel, um, but the main pieces would just be like Devontae, uh Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. I would love to really run, um, personally. I really would like to have have the kill Alexander Walker more, but his minutes have just been down. I don't know what's up with the coach. Um, he's their young guys. You would think that they would be playing him a lot more than what they have been, unless he's injured or something. But uh, Nikhil Alexander would be a great tournament player. We knew he was getting the minutes, but he hasn't been getting um, 30 minutes lately.
0: Yeah, like they're playing Saturansky and Garrett Temple. We don't want to see them at this point with the Pelicans. Might as well start grooming Alexander Walker because you don't know where Zion's going to end up after this season, so I'm with you there, especially after Lewis went down. You just figured you'd see more of a role with with Alexander Walker and you have him. But whatever, it's it's it, honestly his lack of court time has been given Ingram, you know, the ball more. And that's partially why he's been producing at a high level. So Ingram, very interesting. I don't know how many people are going to be willing to run it back with him, you know, despite playing all these Bucks pieces. So I think that's a good tournament call. Here's an ugly game. San Antonio and Utah. I think maybe this might be a little bit of a catch-up game because I don't think there's I don't want to jinx it here but knock on wood as of right now there's no protocol news in this game that I know of but Utah is such a hard team to target when they're all healthy the Spurs are just coming off a total clunker in a smash spot against Charlotte and here we are uh, when they're taking on
1: Utah do you like anything in this game Boogie not really, honestly. Like I, I'm just not going to probably roster anybody. Um, only person I can maybe will consider rostering is someone called like Colbert maybe possibly just in tournaments. But I I would just worry about him getting to his, his value with the way Utah plays. But other than that, that's not really anyone I want to see or, or put on my team for this game. The way
0: Murray's been picking up peripherals, and it almost seems like there's no rhyme or reason to what game Murray's been smashing in. So at 9K on FanDuel, I mean, he'll be probably still minimally owned because of the matchup and all the Bucks ownership that they'll be carrying. I don't, if you know, if you're multi-entering, you know, hundred lineups, something like that, I don't mind going overweight a little bit on Murray. It wouldn't go crazy, but I think at 9K, you know, he fills it up a little bit. He could drop that 55 bomb when no one's really looking for it. But other than that, I'm with you. I'm, I'm out. I'm pretty much the rest of this game. Talk to me about the Lakers. Speaking of protocol, Russell Westbrook's in it. So that, I could shake things up a little bit here and the Lakers are playing Minnesota. And just from the macro first glance perspective, you would probably think to, to like that game environment a little bit here, especially, um, you know, with maybe some value that's opening up here. What are you thinking about the Lakers here? It looks like Anthony Davis is going to play. He's probable. And so is LeBron. So talk to me about the Lakers and, and
1: Russell Westbrook being off the court. Um. So Lakers is gonna be like we got well LeBron probable and Anthony Davis probable so those are like the two main options I want to try to get to um it's probably gonna be I say on DK LeBron is probably more of a priority for me and on Fanduel Anthony Davis is more of a priority for me just for the defensive um aspect of it um. But both, but both are pretty much interchangeable. Obviously, can be played on either side as, as a primary, in my opinion, but that's just the way I see it. Um, from, from the way I'm looking at this and how the game goes. Um, but I it's gonna be hard. You wanna you wanna figure out like 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 we they have a lot of bodies out, so I want to see a starting lineup to see what who they're running out there. We know Isaiah Thomas is on the team. I don't know how many minutes he's gonna play. Um, they we have him on FanDuel. I don't know if he's on DK yet. Um, is he on DK? Uh, no, he's not on DK, but he is on FanDuel. Um, FanDuel, good job getting him in. Probably why it took so long to get their pricing out today, but um, yeah, Isaiah Thomas at 4800 is in play tomorrow, um, going against Minnesota. So he's someone as a, as a tournament play, yes me Malik Monk as well um cuz we they don't need people to shoot the ball so he's someone else I would consider um as a tournament play but other than that there's not really many other guys on the Lakers I want to target and go to um this the priority should be LeBron and AD um and if IT is going to start a up or come off the bench get a little bit of him oh I forgot about Carmelo um yes run him out there too cuz he's going to probably play like like around um, 30 minutes probably a night like, uh, 30 minutes probably in this game, I would
0: see. I think Monk could be interesting. He cleared protocol. Yeah. He's probably gonna cut into Reeves minutes with the game of his life and hit that game winner. 32 minutes. Uh that game to go to overtime. And I, I would just imagine they don't want to run Wayne Ellington out there for 35 plus minutes again. So I, I do think Monk could could be a little a little under the radar, you know. Um but I'm with you there. I think LeBron's been really good per minute. So uh, Anthony Davis has just been so bad. You're just waiting on him to smash eventually. And the price tag, 94 on DK. But it's been how many games now? And how many times do you click that button and keep going back to him? I, I don't know. I I really don't know. What are your thoughts on Anthony Davis? Are, are we going to see a 60-bomb from him before the calendar turns to 2022?
1: I hope so. Um, this is a good spot to do it, in. um, definitely. I I'm not. I, it, he's a he's a weird guy, man. Like to, to try to figure out and play. Like he has not to me just from watching film on this. He has not shown the effort that I want to see. It seems like LeBron's really putting more effort out there to try to get things done. Um, and get these and get the wins. Because ever since LeBron has come back, LeBron's just been on a tear. He's just been uh, dominating. So. So maybe the, besides last game, but maybe LeBron is the better play. But AD he's in a good matchup, and and we know Carlton Towns is not he's he's not one to, known for his defense. So Anthony Davis should be able to abuse his matchup. Um, but if he, if knee is really bothering him a lot, like 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 people think it is, or or or, or he, the reports are a little bit out there, then. Go more LeBron um, and play him for sure. Because you want the these Lakers team needs to really more so get healthy and try to make the playoffs or, or at least um close see they go and find a way to close to it.
0: I feel like these the games he's done damage in was with LeBron out this year. And 10-2 on FanDuel. I think he'll come in at minimal ownership. So I think he is interesting for tournaments. For whatever it's worth without Russell Westbrook and while Anthony Davis and LeBron have shared 106 minutes without Russell Westbrook, but they've sh- and LeBron and AD have been on the court together for those 106 minutes. LeBron averages 1.37 fantasy points per minute, and AD averages 1.02 FanDuel points per minute. Not a huge sample size, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what we've been seeing since LeBron's been back too. You're right, a little more effort, a little more efficiency. But of course, AD can go for three blocks and three steals on any given night, so I think he is interesting for tournaments. I'll probably be late on him, but I understand the play, and eventually he's he's got to come around for this team. He he just has to. I mean, like you said, they're just down so many bodies. Horton Tucker, you know, looks like he's out. You bring in Isaiah Thomas. We dropped forty in the G League this week, right? Forty plus oh. in the G League, my man can still ball a little bit. So it's kind of cool that he's in L.A. Maybe he'll carve out a role. That would be a good story. I feel like they're a little bit desperate right now, though, to, to find a spark. I guess Austin Reeves' buzzer beater isn't going to rate the ship, but <laughs> barely beaten the luka Mavericks, Boogie. Barely. All right. I do like LeBron for what it's worth for, for large field tournaments. Uh, we'll see here. Sacramento.
1: Oh, we'll go to the Minnesota side real quick. Well, Minnesota's too simple. Just play Anthony Edwards. Probably the best play on Minnesota. First of all, he's too cheap. Hit like what I think his price was $8,300 last time on FanDuel and it went down. And he's playing the Lakers. He just had like 10 threes in the game. So Anthony Edwards to be on on uh, is a good play. You can play D. you can play D low or Carnith Towns. That's about it.
0: Yeah, I'm not interested in the, the cheaper pieces with all three of those guys, you know, on the court and, and sharing time. You could maybe talk me into a large field Pat Beverly stab or two on DraftKings at 4700 but I'm not paying 56 for him with everybody healthy, but I'm with you. that That's pretty much it for me. It is an interesting spot for Anthony Edwards. I, I like that call a little bit. Uh, okay, now we'll go on to Sacramento, who's hosting Memphis. Two teams dealing with a lot. Sacramento fired their coach recently. Rashawn Holmes hasn't played in a while, and it looks like he's doubtful Friday. Marvin Bagley is in the health and safety protocols. Terrence Davis was out for Wednesday's game. Don't know about Friday yet. Alex Len is doubtful for Friday. Metu's questionable. <laughs> it's, just kind of shaping up to, to being a Tristan Thompson value play, which doesn't make me feel good at all. Halliburton has a questionable tag. De'Aaron Fox has a questionable tag. Oh, he's doubtful. Fox is doubtful.
1: Fox isn't playing. He got cool. He's in the COVID protocol.
0: The worst part about this, as if it doesn't sound ugly enough, is a 10 Eastern game. So you might not get all of the news. All right, so let's take it from the top. De'Aaron Fox is not going to play, and Terrence Davis is out. My, my, you know, first glance here, if Halliburton, you, you like Halliburton if he's in at 5,800. If you get news that Halliburton is playing, he becomes one of the best plays on the slate at 5,800 on DK. If Fox is, you know, if Fox and Terrence Davis are out, I, I like Halliburton quite a bit. I feel like he's more expensive on FanDuel. 72. Um, do you still like him at 72 without Fox?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely without Fox for sure. Um, he's gonna be um someone I want to get to for sure but I think as we have another play down here that, that I think is good too mm-hmm. um, especially he's pretty, he really gets a lot of minutes but especially on Fanduel, his price and the fact that steals and blocks matter a lot on there is Davion Mitchell I think and I know he's probably cheaper on um, on 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 dK uh, he has to be cheaper he's yeah he's three six on dK you might have to just play him like like to me, actually matter of fact Just play him. Don't even think about it. Like, he already was getting around 27, 28 minutes a night right now. But with no De'Aaron Fox and pretty much almost all these guys being out for COVID reasons, you got just Tyrese Halliburton there in the backcourt with you, just play him. Just play him. Play him, Halliburton, Buddy Hill. Just play those guys. It's, to me, just – then one of those guys should probably be in at least probably all your alarms. I would say just because they're going to have to score the ball somewhere somehow, and these guys can definitely get get the shots up and, and play and put them up for sure. Maybe not Davion Mitchell as much, but he's more of a priority for me on on FanDuel just because of the digits of the defensive stats.
0: Yeah, then- a, little, a little bit more expensive on FanDuel, but the Kings are are an integral piece to the slate. Buddy healed fifty one hundred on DK. Actually, on both sides. So uh, he's one who is, you know, his name's floating around with trade rumors too. So maybe a higher usage situation to showcase himself a little bit here. Oh yeah, Memphis,
1: exactly.
0: Memphis has been pretty good defensively. Um, Harrison Barnes finally played a defensive game too. There, there's there's going to be GPP winners from someone on this Kings team. You're absolutely right. It's it's ugly with the guards, and then you know. If Metu's out, Tristan Thompson's got to be looking at potentially a season high in minutes coming in here, maybe. And it's never fun playing him, but at that thirty eight hundred on DK, that is super super cheap. Uh, and he's forty three on Fanduel, but still, I mean, it's not it's not terrible. I don't know. What are your thoughts on him at that price? Or if Metu's out, you got to have strong consideration for him.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You gotta play some Tristan. Twenty. He's a he's a good point. He's a, he averages a good point per minute and deep. I don't know for fantasy wise, so I know they've been trying to keep him around twenty minutes the last couple games, but they might just have to. I probably would say they probably gonna be the minutes between him and Alex Len. I want as or Alex Len he might be out himself. So yeah, mm-hmm. they might just splitting the minutes with them, um, with him. Um, if if this game has to get canceled, Jesus, because. I'm just looking at how many people on on Sacramento has COVID. It's a lot. I know.
0: I'm a little worried that we probably wake up Friday with you know with some more news that maybe there's more guys out in this game. So uh...
1: if if it, like you honestly, uh, we forgot this. Uh, like, I, I'm looking obviously we got Tristan Thompson. He's gonna we'll have to play a lot of minutes regardless. Maurice Harkless too. Like he, I mean, his last game was utter disappointment and like 21 <laughs> minutes didn't do nothing. Besides uh, a turnover, uh, two points, and an assist, but he's going to have to play as many minutes as he can handle. This is going to be a small, tight rotation, especially if they end up do playing. Like, I just can't see no way to, like I said, to not roster somebody from Sacramento. There has to be as long as they have eight to seven bodies, eight to seven bodies to nine bodies, you have to roster somebody from this team.
0: Of course, there's always risk of a late scratch or something of that nature. But there are three 10 o'clock games. So hopefully you have enough slots where you can make something work out if something unfortunately, if some there's some late n- breaking news or something like that. Gotta love the three late night Friday hammers. So
1: <sighs> it, we didn't know, mentioned one more guy to Carlooch. I forgot. What's up? Damian Jones.
0: Blast from the past there.
1: Yeah, he, he's gonna have to be someone um, that we have to consider playing tomorrow too. If if, if Alex Lund is out, cause then it'll just be him and Tristan probably in the front court.
0: Disgusting, <laughs> but true. NBA is so taxing, especially right now. If you're playing on Friday, send the girlfriend out for for a night out with her friends because you need to be on some kind of device monitoring this stuff. I, I mean with all these games and the important ones with the potential news that you know those excel sheets are going to be open, like your phone's going to be on. Don't have too many cocktails before 9 9 Eastern folks because you might be doing some late swapping. I mean, you really got to be on the ball here with the stuff. So, you're either all in or you're all out if you're playing NBA DFS right now. Like there's no, well, I'm going into the movie and I'm not going to have service for like 90 minutes. You know how that is, right? You just you just can't do it, or you're gonna be, you're gonna be saying bye bye to your injury fees most likely. But uh, yeah, big game with potential news. Hopefully, some of this is relevant, and we'll see what happens. Memphis side of things, we we like picking on Sacramento typically, and here we are, another great game environment. Jaren Jackson sub seven K, Bain and Brooks sixty three and sixty four and ZK. They're just at that price where. I, I don't mind them, but I'm not going out of my way for him. Bain's been incredible, but you know, he was like sub 5K when the season started. So things are a little bit different now. What are you looking at on Memphis side of things?
1: Uh I like the way Desmond Bain's been playing lately. So he probably might be like one of the one of the um, better or one of the top priority for me on his team. Um, so he would be adventurous, obviously for sure. Dylan Brooks as well. Darren Jackson too. He should like Memphis, the way they've been playing lately, though, like, honestly, this might be like a Memphis when they play OKC situation, um, where they this might blow this team out the water. Yeah, I can see that happening potentially just because of who they have left. But granted, granted, there's a lot of guys on Sacramento who are professionals so who actually are not, they're not, and they're not young, too. They're veterans, so they might be able to keep this game close. Um, but the main priorities would be for me would be like Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain for sure. Um, Jaren Jackson would be a secondary option I would I would consider, um, just because of just because uh, like we don't get handies and the way my lines are going to probably be built today, uh, I can't see myself getting to a power forward at that, that price right now. Um, and then Kyle Anderson is another interesting play depending on. Who else is out if he is Because he can get a little bit more run and have a little bit more ball handling responsibilities as well. But that's really it, honestly. Don't really want to roster anyone else.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at Jaron Jackson, who's a nightmare to roster typically because you're right, he does get handsy. Looks like he picked up two fouls right before halftime, picked another one up in the third picked two up to three, had four fouls going into the fourth quarter, and he only played for two minutes in the fourth quarter. And, and all of his buddies that he started with ended up finishing the game. But Kyle Anderson actually finished the game with that first unit, and he had 27 minutes. But if he didn't pick up that, if he didn't close the game for the last four minutes, he would only played 23 minutes. He had a great game, though. but So some of that unknown there with Kyle Anderson I think is really interesting. I think he might kill you or he might help you take something down. Um, Jaron Jackson's minutes are always a nightmare to figure out. So I think Kyle Anderson is worth mentioning too. You want to hop on over here to the last game of the night, which is another banger, man. Saving one of the best for last. Chiefs, oh, yeah. Chiefs Hornets going over to, to uh, the Moda Center in Portland. And uh, we know Charlotte doesn't play defense, right? So yeah, here we go. West Coast trip. What's going on here, Lillard? What's going on with Dame Lillard? That's you know always some talk about Lillard this season. Is he not right? Is he hurt? Is he not trying? Is he want to be there? Whatever. He plays Charlotte, so I don't care really. I can throw all that narrative crap out the window. Um, Let's start with the Portland side of things. Talk to me about Lillard and company, man. What are you looking at? Damian Lillard is too cheap on FanDuel. To
1: start right there, like eighty seven hundred. In this matchup with Charlotte, who's one—I don't know if the—if the, not the fastest team, one of the fastest-paced teams in the league. And Lamelo might be back, so that makes it even more interesting of a more competitive game. You might—if if Lamelo was back—I feel like you have to play Damon Lillard because this game is just going to be at such a fast pace and just. I can just see so much so many fireworks in this game, but he's one like one of the top targets I would love to get to from this game for sure, followed by just Norman Powell, um and Anthony Simons and Larry Nance, who's been starting lately, um, and been playing pretty well too in those minutes except for the last game against Memphis. Um, but those are like the main targets I want to get to for sure and target. Um and and, and that that's really it. I can't see myself playing anyone else. Uh, I'll go to I go to other teams for the value, but I'm gonna come the to I'm gonna go to Portland just for the star Damian Lillard and a and a great player and me and a good player and Norman Powell who can um put points on the board quickly and Anthony Simons as well and a great rebounder who can give me a good double double good double double Larry Nance.
0: You know what? I, I'm with you. Lillard's too cheap. These all these wings they have are such large field GPP sprinkles because they're so boomer bust and there's no rhyme or reason. Powell's been great, but he's up to 63, generally pretty scoring dependent. You know, Larry Nance and Covington can, and Simons typically can pop off on any given night. But now you factor in that they're playing Charlotte, who you're right, plays at a top 10 pace and is the worst team in terms of defensive efficiency in the league. Number 27 in defensive efficiency is Portland. So they're not... Uh, Charlotte's not far ahead of Portland. So I feel like I'm sprinkling some of these wings, especially Larry Nance, because as long as Charlotte has their bigs kind of just coming back, I mean, Plumlee came back and played 22 minutes, you know, that's fine. But I think you're going to see more PJ Washington at the five especially if this game's an up and down shootout as it is. And I think, I think Charlotte, or um, excuse me, I think Portland might counter and maybe run some like Nance five ball. I mean, Nurkic's minutes have been all over the place as it is. So I kind of like Larry Nance in this spot, someone who there's not too much of a reason to prioritize, but again, if he's going to come in sub 10% and you're multi entering, you know, hundred lineups, you know, you can easily go a little bit overweight on Larry Nance or any of those guys you mentioned and, and be okay with it. So this could be a late night hammer of all hammers here between this game, the Sacramento game, and of course, you know, LeBron, AD, Anthony Edwards, and Cat. There's a lot of fantasy points sitting and waiting at these ten Eastern games, man.
1: Oh no, yeah, definitely. Like if you're winning early, uh, just 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 don't just don't expect those to be there in the morning, especially if you go to sleep, because because you're not going to win at the end of the night. These late games are probably going to have at least if not a, a little, a mini game stack, at least maybe a full game stack that, that takes it down because I well, I can see that at least.
0: As of now, anyway.
1: At, yeah, as of now, because of the way everything goes. um, But it's going to be interesting to see. Like it, it, like I said, I, I think Larry, like, like I mentioned before, you mentioned Larry Nance really might be one of the best plays on the slate just for a simple fact of his versatility. and. Yep. His- and for tournaments, and, yeah, for tournaments, yep. and what he can do, and if he is going to be like ten percent on or less, which we probably, which more likely we expect him to be, uh, I want to I want to be well over the field, on the, well over.
0: Okay, so you said LaMilla might be back for Charlotte, questionable, and of course, the good old ten o'clock game. If he comes back, do you feel like they kind of? Watches his minutes a little like I can't see him playing 38 minutes my guess is maybe we'd see like 30 but in that game he had in a couple steals and blocks I mean, he's someone I'd want to have some exposure to just because of the unknown here uh, again maybe I-, I hope we get some of this news but I'm not confident that we get LaMelo news before Locke and it, it like the-, the thought of him being in makes me really not want to play Miles Bridges I know Gordon Hayward just went off too but LaMelo's presence and just how he takes up that usage and commands the, the ball, the offense literally runs through him, makes it tough to play some of these other Hornets who've been so good during this three to four week stretch. And it's a great matchup. So I, I guess it's kind of like to be determined for me. We need to wake up tomorrow and see what happens. But I don't know if LaMelo's in or out, how does that change your outlook on, on this team? He said if Lamelo's out, it, like give me run me both hypotheticals here. If he's in or out, what, what are your um, thoughts on the Hornets?
1: Okay, well, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sorry, I was looking at a report. Uh, exact I, I want to make sure that what I was do, seeing was right. So, but um, if Lamelo is out, I definitely want to have at probably at least one of these Charlie guys from my um, in my lineup. Um, I don't know if it'll be Terry Rozier. I, I kinda like more so a guy like like Kelly Oubre, uh Gordon Hayward, um, Miles Bridges, um, as a as a tournament like 150 max person. Um, uh, but definitely one of those wings for sure I want to get to. Um, I know I know Portland also has not been really good like historically. And I think even this year too, they have not really been that great against um I guess like uh I guess like forwards in the front court. So I might be. I want to get a little bit of P.J. Washington, but I know he's not going to be the focal point. So that's why I said one of the wings, because I don't think all rotate and play that 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 power forward position a little bit and help out a lot. So um, Cody Martin would still be in play for sure. I think too, um, as a tournament play. Um, But I wouldn't consider my main priority for sure Um, if Lamelo was out. If Lamelo was in. I I trust his minutes because I I know I know I saw this I just wanted to make sure but he has been he cleared um, protocol um, health and safety protocols he was just practicing also with the G League team that they have so I think that's kind of important to know so if he's been practicing with them um, and making sure he's in game shape um, he might he might be able to run his full lot minutes because we saw Terry Rozier come back and. Um, his first game back um, from, from the health and safety protocols, he played 33 minutes. So I would probably feel more confident uh, once I know that he is clear to that he is um, able to play those minutes. And if that's the case, he would be a good GPP play. 95, 9,600 is a lot to pay for him, but I don't see why he can't destroy that price, especially the matchup against Damian Lillard where these team, two teams are probably just going to not play defense and run up and down the court.
0: James Borrego has done some weird stuff with this rotation. In the beginning of the year, Lamelo was just hovering around 30 minutes. Remember that Brooklyn game where he said, well, Ish Smith has the hot hand. We're going to let, we're going to sit Lamelo for the whole fourth. I, I, I don't agree with that, that uh, you have a young kid who's going to be the face and the leader of your franchise. And you're not, you're not letting him close with, you know, against Brooklyn. But I'm just looking at this game against the Spurs. I'm looking at the game flow. And the game was pretty much out of reach by midway through this, the fourth quarter, Popovich threw the white flag but uh, Gordon Hayward didn't play a minute of the did not play a minute of the fourth Kelly Oubre did not play a minute of the fourth however PJ Washington ran most of the fourth Plumlee played most of the fourth Miles Bridges played like a minute in the fourth that's it but Cody Martin played the whole fourth so they have like one and a half of their real rotation guys and Jalen McDaniels played the whole fourth so I I just don't know it just might be a little messy off the rip, especially if LaMelo's... is like, there might be some more getting the, you know, getting our footing kind of feeling with this rotation. It's, it seems kind of, it seems kind of messed up, man, right now. But uh, you got to love the game
1: environment. So it's a really tough draw here. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I would paint it into the news for sure. And then adjust accordingly for sure. That's what's going to matter a lot. But I, I still think that like, I think this game should still be close regardless. And these two teams already played already. I think they played the second game of the year, if I'm correct. Um, I know Mello had a big game. Um and Lillard had a decent game. He hasn't really played well, but I I I still think that this game should just it it, it just has all the makings of of a of a of a great game and and, and fireworks throughout the whole thing. So I I still would try to just roster at least one piece maybe from this game, especially if you can get them for a cheaper price too.
0: No, I agree. I will say if LaMelo plays, I think it does probably hurt Cody, hurt Cody Martin the most. He'll probably move back to the bench and, you know, if LaMelo plays 30, Martin might play 25, which he can still be get, get there, but you're not going to see the ceiling. He needs those minutes to hit those, you know, seven X value kind of games. So uh, we made it. We cruised through this slate and talked about some landmines, and there's definitely potential for a lot more on Friday. So, we hope some of this is relevant and, and helpful uh, until the mayhem starts cutting loose during the afternoon. Andre, anything else about Friday's slate? Um,
1: not just like I said, pay attention to news. It's going to be mainly important, and hopefully, we can all make some money. Um, by just Doing making making sure you have the right plays in the lineups. And if you're winning early, don't 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 count it out. Don't I mean don't count it honestly yet until the end because those last three games are, are fireworks for sure.
0: Keep those notifications on, even for the late games. So we are gonna head out of here. Thanks for tuning in to the NBA morning grind to wrap up another work week here. So for Andre Alford, aka Boogie, Dre, I'm the Luch Justin Carlucci. Enjoy the weekend and good luck, everybody.